have to act. Extreme weather disrupts supply chains, causing delays and shortages for consumers and businesses. Climate change is literally an existential threat to our nation and to the world. Propped up in Somerset, Massachusetts, Joe Biden, United Nations Agenda 2030 puppet, signaled that he would soon grant himself illegal climate change emergency powers that could bring a screeching halt to U.S. exports of crude oil and eliminate offshore drilling, ushering in the very real possibility of converting military funding into the construction of renewable energy projects. Motivated, fit, and academically proficient men and women continues to be a challenge. Only 23% of military-aged men and women in the United States are qualified to serve. This is an emergency, an emergency, and I will. I will look at it that way. I said last week, and I'll say it again loud and clear. As president, I'll use my executive powers to combat climate, the climate crisis in the absence of congressional action, notwithstanding their incredible action. SEGs for the IMF and World Bank and a Rothschild-Clinton Obama Carbon Consortium in London, the company's called Gore and Blood, I'm not joking, it's Al Gore and his partner, will track and regulate everything you do and control what you do in live time and will decide what businesses are even allowed to operate. To ratchet up the fear and confuse the public into assuming all is well with the globalist build back better calamity, UN Agenda 2030 salesman Joe Biden made many claims that simply aren't true. Records have been set in the Arctic and the Antarctic, temperatures that are just unbelievable, melting the permafrost. It's, it's, it's astounding the damage is being done. If you took a very careful look with consistent data over long periods of time, you will find that these disasters are not increasing. In fact, the health of the world is increasing uh, tremendously. Uh, for example, deaths from weather disasters and so on has gone down about 95%. <laughs> on top of confusing, misleading rambling that led many to wondering if the sitting president had cancer, Disaster Joe has stepped in it again. It had to put on their windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. How can you tell that the United Nations Agenda 2030 has already gone off the rails? Well, in the United Nations Declaration for Agenda 2030, the authors immediately declared that they recognize that eradicating poverty in all of its forms and dimensions, including extreme poverty, is the greatest global challenge. Yet, the hasty power grab disguised as a green energy revolution has already plunged Europe's economy into chaos. Extreme global poverty and mass starvation is the United Nations goal, and the world is responding. I will now outline in more detail how we see the economy and inflation developing, and will then explain our assessment of financial and monetary conditions. So, economic activity is slowing. 
But don't count Joe Biden's globalist puppet masters out. If you take the time to actually research the writings of the architects of global governance, the United Nations Agenda 2030 debacle that is well underway is nothing short of a psychotic power grab by the emerging technocratic eugenicists posing as our saviors, dismantling the global economy piece by piece inching towards neo-feudal insanity. We're going to defend the rules-based international order that protects us all. If you give corporations and armies, for instance, the technology to start messing with our DNA, to start messing with our brains, they would like to amplify certain human qualities that they need, uh, like discipline and like even intelligence. Everybody can talk about intelligence. Uh, but they don't need other human qualities like compassion or like autistic sensitivity uh, or like spirituality. The UN's leading international climate scientists call the latest climate report nothing less than, quote, code red for humanity. John Bowne reporting. Welcome to another Six o'clock News. It is the 25th of July, 2022. And... Um, we are back after an extended period on the road and de delivering the uh, real stories from New Zealand to New Zealanders via live stream broadcast in different various locations. I'm Calvin Alp. And I'm Hannah Svera. And it is great to be back. We have missed broadcasting these shows from the studio. Of course, we travelled the length and width of this beautiful nation, meeting so many amazing people on the Let's Not Forget Tour Um just finding so many people out there wanting to find truth, step into their courage so that we can all have freedom. That's right. And now we are going to get uh, into this episode, which is connecting the dots. There's a lot to cover, so we're going to do it fast. We have some amazing guests coming on, and we're going to get their um, perspectives as well on the way through. But let's just think about it. W, the World Economic Forum, you will know about them. Klaus Schwab, a.k.a. Anal Schwab, whatever you want to call it. Um, the UN, the World Health Organization, they all work hand in glove. Basically, they want the majority of you dead, the rest of you subjugated. You are to be basically uh, battery farm humans feeding their elitist lifestyle, eating bugs and your little four by two cells, basically. Um, but let's have a look at the World Health Organization closely because the top contributors to the World Health Organization are countries like Germany, Japan, United States of America, Republic of Korea, European Commission, Australia, United Kingdom of Britain and Ireland, and of course, New Zealand. Now, of all the things, of all the places that have suffered the most throughout this fake, phony, false pandemic, it has been those countries. The Western world has been attacked and it's been attacked from within by carefully and strategically placed puppets like Jacinda Ardern, like the Australian Prime Minister, like Justin Trudeau, and like that hapless, feckless Joe Biden. Um, now, that's just the member countries that contribute a lot of money. Let's have a look at the private interests that are behind these people as well. The COVID-19 Solidarity Fund, we'll get to them in a moment. <clears throat> Gavi Alliance, I'll tell you about those funding in a moment. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Everyone knows Bill Gates. He's the one out there on the front foot, not a doctor. And he is the one trying to push the um, agenda further because he stands to profit. Now, at the 2020 Global Vaccine Summit, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation allocated $1.6 billion to Gavi for their 2020.
2021 to 2025 strategic period. So that gives number two hand, as well as a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, into the World Health Organization. Now, the COVID-19 Solidarity Fund donate, donate donors, you will see on there, the normal people who have been silencing all those who dare to stand against the narrative, who dare to say that, say that the jabs, like Alice been here, were causing the damage. There's no such thing as SARS-CoV-2. It is fake. It does not exist. It is not a virus. And the vaccine is not a vaccine. It is an experimental bioweapon jab whose um, sole goal is to depopulate. Now, we can say that now without any fear of contradiction because we have the evidence on our side. We have been calling out this government. We have been calling out everyone to prove us wrong. You have not. You remember when Jacinda Ardern stood proudly and said, oh, we've got Delta on the border because apparently it waits. Delta's on the border. It waits for clearance. And as soon as she put it through to the ESR, that's the Environmental um, Science Research uh, Centre that we have here in New Zealand, um, they came back and apparently, according to her, confirmed it was a case of Delta. Well, we hit them with an Official Information Act request. Guess what? We have it in writing. No, they didn't confirm nothing. They take their information, just like everyone else from the World Health Organization, they get sent the genome sequencing. They get to tell you exactly what you are meant to then report onto the public in a move to continue to subjugate everyone here. That is a fact. It's unequivocal. We're also going to be um, looking at these other people who have been involved. You've got the, you talked about, Hannah, the uh, global, uh, the Google uh, initiative for the uh, fund going out to media organizations to continue the suppression of anything that dares question the narrative or dares raise the flag up the flagpole to say, wait, stop, you cannot go any further. This is murder, people. This is murder by a criminal network that is global, it is worldwide, it has infected every nation state, and it's right throughout the Western world. That's without effect. Facebook, Google, Flu, what have you got here? You've got everything, BP, you name it, all the usual suspects, the criminals, and you take it back. You've got PolitiFact doing fact checks on people. You look at the, uh, the Samantha uh, Putterman, who works for the Pew Center, uh, Research Center. You trace them back, seven major foundations. They are the sole beneficiary of all the funds that go there. They pretend that they are not part of the um, move to shift public opinion, but you have a look at, and all they're actually doing is talking about what they do and how they do it with uh, advising and encouraging certain world leaders to go a certain way down a certain track. And most of these people, as we know, are blackmailed, they're coerced, they are threatened, and half of them, just like the baubles of office, so they continue to stuff you over, destroy your families, your economy, come after your farms and everything like that, which we'll be covering, uh, only to have their agenda uh, roll out as planned. Yeah. Well, yes, and of course, um, after um, this whole COVID uh, <clears throat> scandemic, um, they are now pushing, as you saw on that opening video, that um, John Baum video, uh, the climate change narrative. Now, this is another example of how the deep state with their alliances are using fake science to take away our freedoms because that's what this whole thing is about because they always do problem reaction solution they create a problem and that problem generally comes through your six o'clock news and then they offer um you know you you want a response you want help and then they offer the solution it's like in new zealand we've got you know but all the crises happening um the health crisis teachers crisis um you know the the firefighters 
every single part of this country is in a controlled demolition right now, including the economy. Now, um, of course, this is what we've been calling out for the last year. We knew that they would start rolling out these fake variants. Um, it's today, of course, the foot and mouth uh, doomsday uh, variant is on its way to New Zealand. And of course, that is going to be another way that they just create more fear in this country so that they can bring in more control and actually start really um, shutting down farms and potentially even culling um, herds. That's exactly what they'll be doing because they want the farmers by hook or by crook. They want those farmers off the land. You remember when they started with the SNA, significant natural areas and areas of interest now. They told, they, I mean, one farmer up north lost 90% of his farm and here's how it works. He has to pay for the price of cordoning that section off. He still has to pay the rates, pay for its upkeep, but he's not allowed the beneficial use of it. Meaning he was going to what? lose money, get into debt and have to sell his farm. And guess who's going to be ready in, in the wings to buy it off him? And back, um, back in April over in the UK, farmers were actually being uh, offered huge sums of money by uh, their government to actually retire from farming or um, sell their farms. So there's definitely concern about that. And um, one farmer who is not standing by uh, taking this sitting down is Farmer James. Many of you will know him. He recently went on tour as well around the South Island. And he came across a variant, Kelvin, that I think you and I probably experienced too um, on the Let's Not Forget Tour. And um, that is a very dangerous variant. And you should all watch out for this. Let's roll. No, but before we get to that, let's just carry on a bit more onto the actual... Um, a fake oh, virus, yes, and let's hear from an expert who actually knows what she's talking about. She is a virologist. She's calling virology a fake science, and I'm calling out Michael Baker, that redhead witch Susie Wiles. I'm calling out Sean Hendy, and I'm calling out Rod Jackson, all you people who get trotted out over the 6 o'clock news. That's why this is not the 6 o'clock news, because you're only getting facts and evidence here, you muppets. Now, this woman, um, Pamina Wa, she has got a PhD in virology and immunology, um, and she's also had clinical experience. And this is um, a small part of the interview she did recently with Reggie Trimblay. Uh, you can find that on BitChute, and we will definitely link this in the description below because you really need to go and watch the full interview. It's absolutely phenomenal. She does a great slideshow. So let's just see this little clip um, about the virus that they have created. Uh, SARS-CoV-2 doesn't exist. Nobody has ever isolated, and I'm getting to that, nobody has ever seen it under a microscope. We have never isolated it. All we have is some fantasy computer genome. That's it. But, um, so virology, is it fraudulent? Is it a fraudulent field? The answer is a resounding yes. I, yeah, and a virologist is telling you this. So how to so the million dollar question is how do virologists isolate purify and characterize a virus in the lab this fraud has been followed since 1952 thanks to virologist virologist john enders and his fraudulent poliovirus isolation technique this has been going on since 19, the 1950s folks in other words virologists do not really isolate viruses at all okay it's a, they've, they've never isolated any virus. They've never isolated polio and they've never isolated SARS-CoV-1, MERS, HIV, and now SARS-CoV-2 has never been isolated. So there's a correct way to isolate a quote-unquote virus. That's the gold standard. It's called isolation, purification, characterization, and causation studies. This is the gold standard that should be followed, not just in virology, but anything, bacteria, fungi, et cetera. 
and they haven't done any of that. What you do is you write to your government, the, your human, your health department, and you say, hey, I want proof of isolation, purification, and characterization of SARS-CoV-2 that it exists. I want a paper, a peer-reviewed paper, or um, pictures, or anything, you know, electron microscope pictures of the virus. New Zealand's Crown Research Institute, the Institute of Environmental Science and Research, uh, once again, equates isolation with culturing, and this time admits, again, to having no record of isolation of SARS-CoV-1 or 2. So we've been saying this from the start. There is no virus. There never was. All they have done is created hysteria. They've weaponized fear. They've put brother against brother, families ripped apart, and they're coming after everyone. This was a massive psychological operation of which the majority in the beginning failed. And those that did catch on, but they had a lot to lose because they're trying to weigh up. Do I take an experimental jab, which is basically a bioweapon for depopulation, and take my chances just so I can feed my family and keep food on the table and pay the bills? Or do I say, no, I don't really want it? and therefore lose everything anyway, which is exactly what the government wants. It's one hell of a choice. That's like being caught between a rock and a hard place. It's not a good position to be in. That's coercion. The government, as we have said time and time again, are guilty of mass democide. That's when a government gears up to kill its own people. Now, this is not hyperbole. This is a fact. I've called them out. I've begged to be arrested because all of the court cases we have had to date have been what? Judicial reviews. You don't get to get the evidence. You don't get to cross-examine. You don't get to say to them, show us this bloody thing exists, because it does not. So um, the, the, the really thing that we need to look at now is the next stage of this great big lie, as we've said. And obviously, um, climate change is part of that. It's another fake science. And... Um, as I said, we've got a video now because they're, they're creating all these variants. They're trying to create so much hysteria that people are just, they're just living in fear and they can't use their logical brains anymore. What we're trying to do is bring you some knowledge because forewarned is forearmed. And so long as you've got the knowledge, you can make informed decisions and make better choices. And the more people that wake up and the more people that say no, uh, the, the less power these few people are going to have because it really is um, the man behind the curtain. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You know, once you get to that, the end of the um, yellow brick road and you get to the um, Emerald City, it's just a really scared little man behind behind the um, curtain. So that's what part of this show is about and so many other awesome New Zealanders and people around the world are wanting to expose us. We've recently joined uh, the United Free Press. So we're great. Um, we're really honoured to stand with some great people uh, around the world in the UK um, who, you know, Rebel Media and um, GB Resistance. Um, Iconic. Iconic, yeah. And um, they, these people are all working really hard to, to bring the truth because, as we all know, the mainstream media is hugely complicit in this and they um, just like to spin us lies at six o'clock and that's of course why you were so patient and you're watching um not the six o'clock news so let's get to on, before we go one more thing think about this let's throw a bit of logic out there stay with me here so we know now and we've known for forever the SARS-CoV-2 is not a thing it's just a drummed up uh problem to make you react weaponize fear against you and have you run to the mythical savior Bill Gates and his cronies World Economic Forum and the and the um, plans they have for you but the government, this government, 
apart from buying into all of that and knowingly, they are knowingly coming after you and knowingly causing carnage, they are still insisting that you go out and they get you get your rat test and your PCR test, which is not a diagnostic tool. It was never meant for that. It doesn't actually pick up any viruses. It is a complete lie. So you have fake after fake after fake. You have, and we put out a press release on July 15th, uh, July 15th this year, we stated exactly that. You have the absolute right to ignore every single law since this whole scamdemic started. All these public notices, this, these maskings, these, these social distances, don't talk to your neighbor. Why do they want you to talk to your neighbor? Simple, because then you start realizing they're full of shit. The game is up. Well, we've known it for a while, and now a lot of people are getting on board. And you know what's worse? People are getting killed by this. And a guest on the show will be another one who later, when we bring her on, she will be telling you exactly which way is up on that front. Yeah, so and the other thing that um, we should probably point out as well is that, so there's a lot of people waking up to the mainstream um, lies. So they've also created another false narrative, which is the Wuhan lab leak theory, which with us saying that they've created this virus that they bioengineered in the lab and we've always said that it's not actually the virus that they're bio uh, weaponizing in the lab it's actually the serum and the jab so when people start waking up to the mainstream narrative they then start looking for alternatives and of course even Vanity Fair has started talking about uh, the Wuhan um, variant or the virus that they've engineered but the fact is that both those trains of thought end up um, still thinking that the that the, that the jab is the answer. And of course, um, you all know that it's not because you're a very smart audience. So are we ready to move on to the next video? In a moment, just to, <laughs> just to make it a, a public notice here, we were actually previously offered a substantial amount of money that would have had us on the air with all the bells and whistles and all the key people to um, back us if we had have pushed this Wuhan lab theory. And they wanted editorial control of this show. We turned them down because we'd rather be broke and maintain our integrity than sell out like all oh, these, these hypocrites with stuff and Radio New Zealand and TV1, TV3 and all those other yobbos. So uh, we're glad we didn't because we're funded by you. This is a platform we've always said for the people, by the people. And um, shit, we do need your help. As you can see, uh, we're a bit late getting started. We had a few uh, problems, but we're back. And we ain't going to stop. We've got our foot on the gas as well, because it is a race to the finish line. And I believe we, as a nation, can win. Yes. And so it's great to see so many New Zealanders starting to stand up and find their voice. And one of those people is Farmer James, like I said. And we've found so many new variants. And he's got one that I think um, maybe the government's actually worried about. Maybe you don't need to be worried about this one. One thing that everyone's a bit worried about is this new mask. Well, not mask. This new mask we're all going to schools. And I'm just here to let you know. I've just come down with a bit of an issue. I've got a bit of a bit of courage, a bit of courage, and I think I might have spread it around to about a thousand odd people around the whole of the South Island. And if you guys think you might have been affected with this courage as well, you might just tell your teachers tomorrow, or your kids' teachers tomorrow. You might just say, "Oh, sorry, sorry, I've been hit with a case. The new variant is very strong, more easily transmissible than the other things than the Omicron or whatever it's called. It's called courage." Courage 2022. So if you've been hit with a bit of Courage 2022, the whole face nappy, gone. It's not, a, it's not a law. It's just a recommendation. Well, I recommend you get some courage, and I know there's plenty of courage out there, and you go spread it around, and you make sure that your kids take it off. 
Yeah, we found um, that our team around the um, when we travelled around the country came down with a huge bout of um, the Courage variant, and we spread that far and wide. Um, so great to see. Uh, Th that message getting um, pushed out there because of course yes it is term three start um, so schools went back today and there was a lot of um, pushing of the mask mandates again this last week Jacinda Ardern coming down hard telling the schools that um, they should start pushing the kids again to wear the masks but uh, there was a bit of hypocrisy wasn't there Calvin? It was indeed in fact Jacinda Ardern decided as you know and she blamed of course the photographer of all people um, she was asked if she would take her mask off to uh, stand there with some sitting MPs and a few others. You know, we'll, we'll play that clip and then we'll come back for comment. Yeah, not even a week after, after the government virtually dropped to its knees begging Kiwis to wear their masks more, the Prime Minister has posted a picture on social media of herself, the Governor-General, sitting MPs and 120 youth parliamentarians inside in the Beehive and only a single person is wearing a mask. We showed this photo to epidemiologist Michael Baker and he was shocked. He says it's leaders' responsibility to promote mask use, especially indoors, because as a nation, our mask use is slipping to the point that this very same afternoon, Speaker Trevor Mallard emails the entire parliamentary precinct telling people to wear their masks. And that's how deadly the virus is. There is our Prime Minister standing in a room of over 100 people, um, young people. She's putting young people at risk. But do you know what? I want to say thank you, Prime Minister. Thank you to all those um, MPs and all those youth MPs that were in Parliament because you guys showed us we actually have nothing to be scared of because if it really was that dangerous and that deadly. You guys would never have done that. So thank you for giving us the courage. You're clearly continuing to spread this courage of 2020. I love it. It's great. That's a bit tongue-in-cheek. I like that. Sarcasm, in case it's lost on you, Jacinda. Okay, and you notice they said they're with sitting MPs. They call them sitting MPs because none of them stand for you. That's just a fact. Now, of course, um, there has been a lot of confusion this past week in alternative media circles and um, out there. A lot of concerns uh, from parents as well because there has been some talk about lockdowns uh, happening in schools and potentially 72 hours uh, where parents cannot actually access their children. Now, um, we, we spoke to a woman uh, who has done the research and she's looked at all the legislation and it doesn't all come from, you know, in the same way. So it's not necessarily easy to, to pinpoint and um, to understand. But this whole thing was confirmed and we did um, get a letter sent to us on Friday from uh, Rangi Toto College. And now we actually confirmed today that this is a genuine letter. Um, and at the start of their letter, they actually talk about um, wanting to implement the, the mask mandates again. Um, and of course, this is, uh, you can be exempt uh, if you have an exemption pass, but of course we know you don't need an exemption. <coughs> now, the other very concerning thing is that um, on uh, the 9th of August, they will be holding a lockdown um, 
practice procedure with their children and the parents have been advised that they will not be getting any information. Uh, they will have to look at social media and the website if they want any updates and they will not be actually allowed to come to the college and uh, just so that no disinformation gets spread, they will not be able to reach their children on their mobile phones unless the teacher gives the go-ahead. So this is actually very concerning. Now, they have put down the reason for this being the Christchurch um, situation as that happened a few years ago. Now there's also questions around that whole situation, but uh, we'll leave that for another show. So they use a lot of crises uh, to start putting a wedge between parents uh, and their children and giving more and more control to schools, which of course are run by the um, the government. So we will hopefully have a guest on later this week to go through more of this and actually break down the legislation so that you can see just how your rights as a parent um, are being whittled away as time goes on under these staged crises. So um, hopefully you parents are starting to uh, get streetwise because, um, yeah, again, forewarned is forearmed, isn't it, Calvin? That's right. And remember, you have every right under even their own laws of self-defense to defend yourself, your family, and those who cannot defend themselves. All actions you take against this government over all of this rubbish is justified, no matter what it is, because they are killing people. They are criminals. It is an international criminal network that we have running this country. It's a corporation. It's got nothing to do with you and I. They are not there to serve us. They serve themselves and their than their masters overseas. Now um, we're gonna we're gonna just give you bring you this story very quickly because we do have the whistleblowers from Tokelau joining us. Now uh, these people reached out reached out to us in early June while we were on tour, and of course it's a heartbreaking story. Many of you have probably been following um, through uh, Liz Gunn and her great work at Free NZ, or Chantal Baker, or um, the Daily Examiner, also uh, doing great work. So these are um, this is a <coughs> small island nation administered by New Zealand by Ross Ardern. He's obviously stepped down now, but uh, there are people in Tokelau who have decided not to take this experimental gene therapy slash bioweapon, and they are being treated worse than criminals. So we'll just play this uh, little clip from RNZ and then let, stay tuned because later in the show we'll have um, a number of these guys joining us to discuss in more detail what exactly is going on. Yeah. But they'll be given another vaccination has arrived. It arrived... Uh on Sunday, and this is the booster for for some of, of the villages, and they're be, being given another chance to decide whether to be in that group or not. So if they decide against it, then the, the, the council will have to decide again to see what happens. But if they decide to take the vaccination, it would obviously, they will be freed, you know, like they will no longer be under house arrest. So this is really uh, an opportunity for us to show just how cruel this government is. Um, Jacinda Ardern is a celebrity overseas, um, but and you know the mainstream media here in New Zealand still continue to give her a pretty, pretty good, pretty easy ride. But um, over in Australia, Sky News on the uh, the Bolt report, Andrew Bolt, he knows what's up, and he's he's not having a bar of it. Let's play that. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has been the celebrity leader of the international left. I mean. Never mind what she's actually doing to her country, her economy, race relations there. Just look at her style, look at her smile, look at her youth, her wokeness. 
In fact, the ABC's new host of its, you know, marquee 730 program, Sarah Ferguson, she's supposedly a Rottweiler in interviews, right? Snap, 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 snap. She simpered all over Ardern when she interviewed the Prime Minister two weeks ago. Get a bucket, because check what I'm going to show you. That was quite a speech that you gave a couple of months ago to this year's graduates at Harvard University. Um, sure. But, I, would, I would just point out our relatively low levels of debt, historically low unemployment and good solid GDP growth. But apart from that, we are experiencing CPI increases. That thank is you true. very much. Tourism <laughs> New Zealand. Um, but I just want to talk about the phenomenon of uh, Jacinta Ardern. It's very unusual for a prime minister of a small Pacific country to become a global celebrity. How do you explain the sustained interest in you? Tell me how wonderful you are. How do you manage it? I mean, seriously, but there are signs that the Jacinda Ardern gloss is sure wearing off fast back home in New Zealand. Joining me is Dr. Oliver Hartwich, Executive Director of the New Zealand Initiative, to tell us what you wouldn't have learned from the 7.30. Dr. Hartwich, thank you for your time. In Australia, we think we've got a huge problem with inflation, 5.1%. We're really worried. New Zealand's inflation is not 5.1%, it's 7. Why is that? You're right, Andrew. It's 7.3, and that's just the official figure. It would have been probably 7.8 or maybe 8% had the government not delivered a temporary tax cut for fuel. So we are now looking at an inflation scenario for New Zealand, which is among the highest in the world. And you asked, why is that? Well, two factors. One, the government is spending a lot, and it has actually spent a lot more since COVID. But the other factor, probably the even bigger factor, is our Reserve Bank, because over the last couple of years, the Reserve Bank has more than tripled its monetary base from a level of just under 15 billion New Zealand dollars in February 2020 to about 53, 54 billion dollars today. So this is quite an aggressive stance by our Reserve Bank. We initially had a quantitative easing program, that is money printing, of up to 100 billion. They stopped midway through because they could already see that they're overstimulating the economy. But they're still stimulating the banks. They are still doing a so-called funding for lending program. And that means they're flooding markets with cash. That cash is trickling through the economy. And that's why we have this inflation in New Zealand. Did you all need to race out and grab your bucket when you heard Jacinda Ardern talking, the glowing things she talked about? You know, we have great employment figures. Uh, no, we don't. Our economy's great. Uh, no, we don't. We're in the toilet and a whole host of other things. In fact, that woman has never met a single election promise. But for some reason, the bought and paid for media elevator like some saint. It's like she's the knight in shining armor on a white horse coming to uh, save the day when really she's a prick and rusty middle uh, and she's in a Studebaker. Um, but, you know, we are making inroads here in New Zealand uh, because not only did um, Counterspin Media get a mention on the platform the other day, uh, Sean Plunkett had to concede that during the Wellington um, protests that more people were actually tuning into Counterspin Media than were watching the mainstream. Um, another group that's doing uh, great work here in New Zealand is, of course, the New Zealand Doctors Speaking Out with Science. Fantastic. And Dr. Max Shelton had a great interview on uh, the platform as well. With, with Paul, Paul Brennan. And, um, of course, now we've got a great video that we'd like to play. 
um, from Dr. Cindy de Villiers. This is Cindy calling out Cindy. Adun, if you have any semblance of humanity, you will resign and you will tell New Zealand the truth. If you are unable to do this, God help your soul. And that pretty much sums that up. Um, she is echoing what a lot of us already know. Not only just, just does Jacinda Ardern have to go, but her whole damn government, including every single Muppet in Parliament, all 120 who refused to meet with all of you who went down to Wellington to stand up for your rights, for your freedoms, and for the Kiwi way of life that has been eviscerated before your eyes. And as we uh, look overseas, of course, uh, those of you who know where to look, you will have seen the Dutch farmers rising up and so many more farmers in Spain, Germany, um, all around the world, they are now rising. So we've got a, a, a compilation of uh, what happened this weekend overseas with the farmers. Let's play that tape. The whole world goes Dutch. The Dutch farmers have called and the world has answered. Today is a special, big and united day for the Dutch farmers and the working people around the world. The first time in human history, the world has seen united farmers. Here is what happening in the Netherlands and around the world on the special day of July 22. A great demonstration of the Dutch farmers, truckers and their supporters in Amsterdam. The Dutch truckers' convoys are playing the sound of freedom. While thousands of people from many countries are marching on the street of Amsterdam to send a message, WHO and the World Economic Forum, because they are planning to stop you if you don't comply. German farmers and supporters are also taking to the streets with a clear message. Say no to the great reset, no to the Agenda 2030, and hold the lying press accountable. People in Australia and New Zealand are marching to the street chanting, no farmers, no food. In Brisbane, Australia, huge protests have broken out all over the city, with people holding signs that say, I support next farmers. In Auckland, New Zealand, people are taking to the street and blocking the road like never seen before. Canadian convoys across the country are also preparing for an event called We Move As One to show support for the next farmers. French people have also been blocking roads since this morning against the global agenda and price right issue. Italian farmers are also taking to the street and bringing large milk cans to tell the club citizens that this is not meal, it is our BLOD attention. In Austria, thousands of protesters have taken to the street to show support to the next farmers and against the club politicians. Thousands of Sri Lankan people are also protesting against the newly appointed president because they don't want anyone deeply involved in the World Economic Forum. At the same time, the bad situation in Panama has turned to the 18th consecutive day. Right now, many supermarkets in Panama are completely empty and footsteps are worsening in the country. Many markets have closed in the capital due to the lack of supply. So the global agenda is feeling like the white buy in the U.S. today. It's clearly a global movement, but the mainstream media is still turning a blind eye to it. Thank you so much for watching and see you later.
And that is thanks to Daily Hot, The Whole World Goes Dutch. Such a great compilation. It just sums it up beautifully. And uh, did you catch all those scenes from New Zealand? And, yes, we saw that Camaspin viewer there with the Camaspin hoodie on. Great to see. Um, and, of course, the video before that of um, Dr. De Villiers, that was thanks to Free NZ and Liz Gunn. Now, this next one that we want to play is General Flynn, who recently addressed uh, the, the Dutch farmers in Amsterdam understand what it is that we are about and we australia brazil france italy the united states and now holland the people everywhere are engaged in peaceful resistance against the globalist elite so the people of holland we stand with you we encourage people everywhere to unite stand up step up and speak up post and share the flag of holland on all your social media sites make sure that the people around the world know that we stand with the dutch farmers as they fight for their freedom and their abilities to be able to provide food for their families. Today we are all Dutch farmers. Your struggle is our struggle. We applaud your courage and we fight to defend your land. Your ability to farm and your freedoms are under attack and we're going to stand with you. So God bless you. God bless Holland and thank you so much. seeing there ladies and gentlemen is the human um it's the people's response to the great reset that is the great awakening and the great awakening is spreading across the whole of the globe so don't don't despair when you when you hear us bring you know these kind of bad news reports in a way but we want you to be as i said for forewarned and forearmed but there is so much great things happening and so many of you are getting involved with all the different movements in new zealand it's wonderful to see um something great that happened this week was of course um groundswell and their protest outside the local government meeting uh the lgnz meeting in palmerston north where minister nanaya mahusha was speaking and also jacinda ardern turned up there as well uh what happened there, however, was, of course, uh, and that's Groundswell wanting to stand up as well. One of their big things at the moment is stop um, complying with their, their census looking for statistics on your farm. Um, we've got to stand up as farmers and just tell them that we, we don't comply. And so long as they are pushing their unworkable regulations and trying to push <coughs> off the farms, you don't actually have to comply. What happened, though, at LGNZ was that... Um, the taxpayer union had purchased a ticket, and I believe the tickets weren't cheap, um, a few thousand dollars. And then at the very last minute, they pulled the pin, and they said that it was because the taxpayer union didn't actually uh, support uh, what LGNZ's position was. But, of course, that that's good, right? In a democracy, we're not all supposed to think and, and act the same. And so long as we can have civil discussion about things and actually put our views forward, and of course that is because they, they don't want any pushback against Three Waters um, and these types of legislations. So um, that was quite um, quite a, <clears throat> that was very dis, um, disheartening and it was very concerning to see um, ratepayers and taxpayers who were represented by the union actually being shut out of a meeting that was supposed to be representing them. That's right. And uh, let's just dispel a rumour right now. In Wellington, people wondered where the farmers were. Well, they wondered where Groundswell was. Well, we can tell you that farmers did attend Wellington protest. They did bring supplies, albeit not the main guys did not want to apparently get involved. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, you are involved. You are under attack just like everyone else who was there. And unless you come together, even if you want to stay as Groundswell and not join the rest of us, yobos, conspiracy theorists, whatever, you are still under attack. 
we have to do this together. Different groups are fine, but we've got to all push that little obelisk over. It's got to go. So um, you better start rethinking your strategy. Put a general in charge because your, your tactician is shit. And um, you need to actually start <clears throat> realizing that if you fail, we all fail. You've been the backbone of every recovery this country's ever had. You've always been there. And if everything goes down, you can still feed us. We have your back if you have ours. Stand up. And I called out from Wellington. I said, you need to come out. You need to shut this country down. Block every port. Block every road. Who cares if someone gets upset that they're stuck in their car? Leave a lane open for fire services and ambulance staff because they've got to help people. This is all about a people's movement. We have to decapitate this government and all the other parasites that are leeching off us all. And that is figuratively speaking. No, that's not figuratively speaking. (laughs) That's actually dead right. These pricks have to go. They are killing people. It is murder. This is self-defense. And any action we take, Jacinda and you cronies, we have an absolute right to. Prove me wrong. So another leader that Groundswell uh, was concerned about that went out to the West Coast uh, to 1,500 coasters was the fact that they would um, be reviewing their whole district plan. Uh, They were merging um, a few districts together and there was concern that this was basically uh, a land grab and control controlling people's lands through the the, the RMA, the Resource Management Act, and of course, um, different significant natural areas. Um, and this is, of course, concerning because it, it lowers farmers' uh, value of their farms when they can't actually use them in the way that they intended to. So um, there are a whole lot of meetings happening on the West Coast starting this week. So check out uh, the council website. Um, and I think it's time that, you know, you all got out there and actually started voicing your opinion at these meetings because the last thing they actually expect you to do is turn up. And, hey, we know that often these kind of um, consultancy meetings are towards the end of the road of their whole planning stage. But, you know, we've got to get our local... um, We've got to get control of our local meetings and our local councils again. And great to see uh, Voices for Freedom and a whole lot of other groups actually pushing to stand in local council. One of our guests, Donna Porkity Phillips, she'll be coming on. She's she's done a lot of um, work in in local uh, council and she'll be standing again. So that's one way that you can get out and make a difference in this country. Because we all know that consultation means this. We're about to do this. And it's going to wreck your life. You've been consulted. That's it. That's how it works. That's the consultation process. All right. So the last uh, story that we wanted to bring up was um, the whole Russia-Ukraine situation. Of course, um, this is another, um, what shall we say, it, it's, it's, it's the tail wagging the dog scenario. Uh, if you've seen that movie, you'll know all about it. Um, and... Back in April, the Kremlins were actually mulling over a Nuremberg-style trial uh, based on the World War II trials. Now, I'm just questioning, you know, we we know we can't believe uh, the way that mainstream media spin things, but my question is, is this, because we know that Ukraine's uh, been housing a whole lot of bioweapons, there's been a whole lot of child trafficking, a whole lot of money laundering uh, with close ties (coughs) to Hunter Biden and um, Joe Biden himself, and of course Hunter Biden's laptop and his whole iPhone contents um, doing the rounds about a week ago. So these people are up to their eyeballs in filth, and they are the criminal syndicate. So is it going to be, in fact, the Russians who bring all of this to court and actually um, and hold some really serious trials? I don't know. I'm just questioning it. It's just something to watch. Um, we're going to do some more digging on that. If you've got any leads or information about that, we'd love to hear Russian it. Russian contacts I have in the Ukraine. Uh, he, he contacted me from Kazakhstan, where he is at the moment. He said at least six biolabs run by the US were found in Moropol alone. 
and that injuries, injured soldiers on the battlefield on the Ukrainian side were being taken away, organs harvested, and then bodies burnt. We are developing that story. We want to bring that to you. Uh, if we can get to Russia, we will go there to get first-hand footage of it because we believe in facts and evidence. And believe me, I've uh, done jobs with this guy over, overseas. He is solid as, as they come. So, again, we will uh, come and we will have that backed up. All right, now stay tuned because we're going to have a little break now, um, just a couple of minutes, but we've got Brian Tamaki from the Freedom Rights Coalition, Donna Porkity-Phillips from the Outdoors and Freedom Party, and, of course, Mary Byrne from um, Fluoride Free New Zealand, and then uh, our special guests from Tokelau, the Tokelau whistleblowers over there. They have all been waiting so, so patiently, and we're so, so grateful for that. Because so they believe in this country. And this show was actually brought to you by Ouchie Powder. Now, we're going to play a little Ouchie Powder ad. Um, if you could please go and check them out, ouchiepowder.nz. They uh, have given us a whole lot of um, powder if you want some. This is this is a natural product uh, from the dairy industry, and it can help heal wounds if you've got cattle or animals. It also helps animals, not just humans. Um, there's no um, – it's just lactose powder, and it, and it helps coagulate the blood really quickly. It's got a whole lot of other amazing properties to it, but we love this company and you know what they are so brave they are freedom loving patriots and uh we we salute them for standing up and if you want to go and if you're in the wanganui area you can go to um the bullet beret cafe which is run by ashley and bob we'd like to give them a shout out too and if you mention counterspin um we get a a bit of a um a, a donation from them for everyone that they sell because they are also a, comp a, a cafe that was standing up and they have done it really hard. They were a real haven for um, unvaccinated and um, those who were mandated out of jobs. So go and support them if you're in Wanganui and we will take a little break and we will be back shortly. Don't want to miss it. You can find Counterspin, New Zealand's media revolution at counterspinmedia.com. And now on the InfoWars Network, at band.video Mama, I have an ouchie! It's okay, Mama will fix it. Simply shake ouchie powder directly onto the wound. The natural antibiotic properties of ouchie powder will sterilize the wound. Once the powder is applied, wait a few seconds while the ouchie powder absorbs the excess blood and forms a protective layer sealing the wound. Thanks, Mum. Can I go play now? Ouchie powder. Fixes wounds fast. <laughs> 